All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 444 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. But today, we're going to talk mostly Falcons. We're just going to get into the Falcons, what they've done in these last three games, what is fixable, and how they can improve off of their first win. Also, we're going to talk about um, the things that, that can be fixed. There are a little bit of you know things that's not really uh, a problem. I think they've done pretty well these first, you know, three games. We're going to get into that as well. I talked a lot about Georgia Southern recently with them going three and one, going into conference play, but we're going to talk about the Falcons today. And the Falcons, not really getting into statistics or anything like that, not too many of the X's and O's stuff. I guess a little bit of that, but we're going to look at what we've seen so far because this team is not a bad team by no means. They they, they can get the ball rolling. This could be a very dangerous team to really deal with. So we're going to get into that and uh, just go from there. If this is your first time here, welcome. This is the first and frame rate show. I can be found on YouTube and Rumble. I am also on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. So if you want to listen to the podcast at your leisure, you can Go to any of your podcast platforms and um, download, subscribe over there as well. So uh, let's just go ahead and get into this. The Falcons finally got their first win against the Seahawks 27-23. For the most part, they played a pretty complete game. Um, all across the board, running the ball, passing the ball, fairly good defense. They shut some they shut some things down when needed to be. Um, not too many mistakes um, in this game. You go into the other games not too many mistakes in the other games either it's just that we kind of know what was going on with the games you know so far this year not to put a knock on marcus Mariota, but marcus Mariota, you can make an argument that he cost us the you know almost cost all three games and cost us two of the three games and when it comes to just fixing problems in the game i mean fixing problems in their in their game it's not much to really look into. People talk about pass rush and pass rush is a problem. People are already talking about drafting another person for pass rush. Um, I think the pass rush is just fine. I mean, you're just going to have some teams that's just going to block better, scheme better, and do different configurations for us not to get to the quarterback as much as we like. That's, I mean, that's just the gist of it. People also have to understand that as well as we're doing up front, um, especially with pa with the pass rush, teams are going to look and say, okay, Dean P's defense does this, this, and this. So they're going to scheme some things to actually try to block better and protect their quarterback. So as far as pass rush go, all they need to do is just continue what they're doing because when it was time, they got the Geno Smith. You know, they got the uh, uh, what's it? They got the Jameis Winston when needed, or sometimes when they got actually surprised us. They got to. Uh, Matthew Stafford at times they cause problems in the in the game that cause them to throw errant passes or actually get them to the ground hurries or whatever the case may be I don't necessarily have a problem with the pass rush I think throughout the season it's going to get better you I don't think you can go off of three games or in some cases some people say after two or one game and say oh okay um, Lorenzo Carter, Evan Kente, JD, uh, Grady Jarrett all these guys they're not good enough we need to get somebody else just give it some time because we are getting to the quarterback. As far as pass protection, I think the offensive line is actually doing pretty good. Uh, you, Caleb McGarry actually stepped up and do is doing all right. Uh, everybody else, you've seen some people blow some assignments. I've seen it. I mean, I think there was one where early in the game, Marcus Mariota got you know hit as soon as he did the play action against the Seattle Seahawks, and I get it. 
there's not too many offensive line is going to um there's not too many offensive line men is going to mess up at times. I mean, you know, it's going to happen. The problem is the the problem is you don't want your quarterback running for his life every time. You know, if he's running for his life 30 to 40% of the time, that's that's a little bit too much. You may want to get 10% or something like that, you know, that's pretty good. If you if he has to rush out the pocket maybe 10% of the time, you know, that's a, that's almost a lot too if you think about it because if you're passing the ball uh, 30 to 40 times, you're talking about three or four times, the quarterback may have to run out the pocket to do something because of the pass rush of the defense. That's not too bad either because especially when you got a guy like Marcus Mariota or even Desmond Ritter, you got a guy who can move and it works, you know, so – um, kudos to the offensive line. They have improved from last year because, you know, I, I don't know if Marcus Mariota was actually, you know, uh, is the reason why they look better because he can move because Matt Ryan was getting knocked around because, you know, Matt Ryan is basically a statue. So I don't know, but it, it, they have improved. Linebackers and secondary. Linebackers and secondary, they, um, the linebackers, yeah, so-so. I think they're missing Deion Jones a good a little bit. Uh, Troy Anderson has come in and and has done some things special teams wise and on the you know on as playing uh, defensive uh, linebacker, so he's showing what he can do as you know coming into play. I think he's going to be a long term player. I think he's going to be one of those guys that can sit around for a while and 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 actually going to make himself a name for himself with the Falcons. Um, I'm not trying to put him up there yet because we had some pretty good linebackers, but he, I think he could be one of those guys that could be well-known um, along the lines of a Keith Brooking or um, or others that has come through. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Keith Brooking, but he's going to be well-known for that. I could see him being well-known for that long period of time because he seems like one of those guys that already – and I know some people, you know, I'm sounding a little bit hypocritical saying, oh, we shouldn't draft anybody after three years. But I can see him being around for a long time, you know. Uh, so uh, I, I can see that. That's a three years. I mean, three games. You shouldn't draft nobody after three games. Because, but I can see where uh, Troy Anderson could be a long-term, you know, situation for us. You know, I mean, I, he's just one of those guys. So, uh he just need to learn and develop a little bit more. Um, everybody else, Rashawn Evans looks is look okay. Michael Walker, I mean, Michael Walker has just been, you know, phenomenal ever since he's been playing. He's starting to get a little better and better and better. Uh, so I don't see any holes in the linebacker situation. I think they just need to continue to work with the the guys up front to to the scheme and try to get some plays uh, up front and put some pressure on the offensive lines and quarterbacks. So. Not too much there. Now, the secondary, I think the secondary needs a little bit of work. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Richie Grant, someone had a uh, coming out party with an interception, had a couple of good tackles, whatever the case may be. A.J. Terrell has been a little bit on, you know, had a little bit of a slump this year compared to what he's done last year. But, like I said, it's only a few games. Same thing I said, same thing I said with, like, the – with the offensive line, or not the offensive line, but the pass rush, give it a few games. I think, you know, give it, you know, throughout the season, he should get better because, you know, A.J. Terrell. But he's done okay. Um, but it's just not – he was just elite last year. Um, the other guys that are uh, on the secondary, I'm very, I'm kind of concerned about Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward has um, – he's done okay, but there are some times you saw him, he's like, all right, what's going on? You know what I mean? 
Um, but I do love what the 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 safeties are doing. You know, Richie Grant. Uh, oh man, I can't remember the other safety name off the top of my head. Just that quick. Um, but they're doing really well. The safeties have done really good so far. So, but the secondary overall is a little shaky. But I do like what I've seen, especially from the safety position. They look like they've been doing uh pretty good. Hopefully that will continue to build uh, or whatever the case may be. Um. Uh, before I go, I'm getting to the offense. Uh, we already know what the elephant in the room is when it comes to the the offense. Marcus Mariota is going to have to do better with protecting the ball. I think he's done some he's done some really good things passing. Um, some of the passes have been okay. I don't understand why they tried to pass the ball before halftime um, against Seattle. That was dumb. That put an interception on his uh, stat book for no reason, uh, and so I don't understand that. But him finding ways. Him finding ways to turn the ball over late in the game is killing us. Um, I, I don't understand uh, what's going on there, but that needs to be fixed. That needs to change uh, sooner rather than later. Hopefully, it'll be, you know, sooner because uh, we could have been 3-0 right now. Honestly, a lot of people want to say, and, you know, like I said, I, I, I said this in um, an uh, earlier episode. People always want to sit here and say, um, it's, it's a team game, the team lose games, but no, there are times I get it. Teams do lose games, but when it's time, when you want your playmakers to make a play, or you want the guy who with the ball in his hand to make a play and he don't, that's not a team issue. That's just not a team game. I mean, you don't, you can't blame you. We're not going to blame the team on what Jalen Mayfield did last year. We're not going to do that. It was Jalen Mayfield. Jalen Mayfield is not, you know what I mean? You know, we're not going to do that. We're not going to blame, you know, things that Eric Harris did on the team. No, that's Eric Harris. You know, so we we got to we gotta keep it honest here. When somebody does great, like a Cordell Patterson, which we'll talk about in a second, it's not necessarily a team game when you have individuals making a difference. It, it just doesn't make any sense. So the elephant in the room is Marcus Mariota just need to find a way to um, do things to close out games. And I'm going to give a suggestion, which, you know, is a guy behind the microphone. So I, I, my, my opinion or my suggestions don't mean anything. I haven't played at the NFL level. I think what they need to start doing when the game get close, they need to find a way for Marcus Mario to use his legs a little bit more. Stretch out that defense even more. It's already bad enough that when the game is close, they're going to be looking for the pass. If Marcus Mariota can find a way to run the ball a little bit more and slide, Kill him with five, six, seven yards late in the game. That's just one extra thing they're going to have to worry about. Instead of him trying to find somebody open, let him use his legs. And I promise you, somebody will be open. And you don't have to worry about throwing the ball to Jalen Ramsey. You don't have to worry about, you know, doing, you know, anything to fumble the ball. Because your main focus is, hey, I it's, this is going to be on me. So I think that's one thing that they need to do to build off of that. Also, the running game. I have no problem with the running game. I didn't have a problem with running game from week one till now. Tyler Algier, I would like to see him get more involved. But Cordell Patterson has just been looking phenomenal. What he's done against the Seahawks is great. Like I said, I'm going to talk about Cordell Patterson now. Yes, I understand the offensive line create move, um, create holes for Cordell Patterson. So you can give credit to the offensive line and Cordell Patterson. But once he gets to that next level, or once he breaks a couple of tackles, and him using his agility to jump over people and getting around and breaking tackles and diving to the end zone, that's all Cordell Patterson right there. He continuously getting the rock, let him run, you know, 10, 15, I, I would say almost 25 times a game, and uh, 
make them respect the run. And then once again, if you do that, then you can get him out in space, try to throw the ball to him because he can get out in the wide receiver position or get Tyler Algier to catch out the backfield. You can stretch this defense big time with a guy like Cordell Patterson. The receivers, Kyle Pitts, um, Drake London, finally got some burn when they when uh they weren't well especially Kyle Pitts when they weren't and you saw what Kyle Pitts could, is able to do had over 80 yards receiving uh I think uh Drake London also had over 80 yards receiving this dude is on pace to have over 1300 yards receiving as a rookie you know this is the type of thing you 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 want to have out of the eighth overall pick this guy got rookie of the year written all over him with him and Kyle Pitts together all of my Zacchaeus and I dare I may say you could probably get Cadell Hodge out there and get him to do something as well. This team could be a problem in the passing game because all four of those guys I mentioned, and not to mention Cordell Patterson, who could line up at receiver, you got these guys out here. It's gonna be very hard to defend these guys. Very hard. You know, I think after the last few games, we're starting to see what this team can do in the passing game. So when you look at everything that they got going on here, you see everything they got offensively. And I, I haven't even touched special teams because Troy Anderson looked like he could be a special team player. I would like to see him and Nate Landman try to solidify what they can do on special teams. And maybe we may want to try to get a return guy if the one that we have is not as uh is not as potent. Like I said, I would like to see Bernhard return kicks. I, I, I really would like to see that. He, he is on special teams. I would like to see Bernhardt try to return some kicks. I actually want to see Bernhardt play more in the slot as well because the preseason, he looked really good. So these are things that we can build on throughout the season. I think the Falcons could surprise a lot of you. I, I will say this honestly. I will say this on the real because and you could, this, this sounds cliche, but I'm saying this with the personnel that we have. If this team gets hot, if this team gets you know, a rhythm in how to play and win games. This key, this is going to be a team that nobody want to deal with. You look at these teams in the NFC, you know, the Packers don't have any receivers. Yeah, they have Aaron Rodgers. But they don't really have any receivers. I'm not really sold on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. I know they got some receivers out. Julio's out. I think Julio's going to be out probably about 10 more games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mike Evans is that guy. You know, they got some receivers. Tampa Bay is a real threat. I think the Saints are frauds. They, they, we gave them that game. The Panthers look solid, but I don't think they look solid enough. If we can continue to play like we play and, and not turn the ball over, we're going to be a really big problem in the NFC. I don't see any other juggernaut in the NFC that really could say, oh, that's the team. You know what I mean? I just don't see it. You know, so the AFC is a different story. But after us going toe-to-toe -to -toe against the Rams, coming back and almost winning that game, after uh, seeing us play Seattle, you know, and uh, the other teams that we're going to have to play later on, um, we'll pull up the schedule before I get out of here. Once I see what, you know, what we're able to do, losing to the Saints by one, losing to the Rams by four, after coming back down 28-3, ironically, you look at everybody else, I'm not sold on the 49ers. Um, the Bengals, I'm not sold on them as well. The Chargers, they got quarterback problems. Um, they just got blown out by the by the Jaguars as well, so that's something to think about. Um, they're coming to Atlanta as well, so that could help. Chicago, no. Washington, no. The Steelers, maybe. 
Baltimore, we're just going to, you know, that's going to be week 16. So that's down the road. And Arizona Cardinals, no. I'm looking at the schedule, um, like for real, for real. We If we get on a roll, we could cause some damage. We really could. Because the, the Falcons is not as bad as we thought they would be going toe-to-toe with the Super Bowl champs like that. And, you know, conference, not conference, but division play is division play. But I think we're going to, I think we could do some things. So building off that first win, I think the Falcons could really come in and do some things week in and week out. The real test, honestly, the real test is week five and six when they play Tampa Bay and, and San Francisco. All these other games outside of, we'll see what the Chargers look like when Justin Herbert is, is if he's healthy. The rest of these games, uh, maybe the Steelers and maybe the Ravens. And you know what I'm saying? Outside of that, this from what we know now, if the Falcons get hot, if they and they don't necessarily have to get hot, if they just play disciplined football, they got a shot in every single game we have. Every single game we have. This is none of these games are like, oh, what was us? We're going to lose. So this is something we may want to look into. I'm going to get out of here. Let me know what you guys think. If you like this commentary, hit the like button, share this podcast, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Um, what do you guys think, man? Building off the first win, can the Falcons do it? Can they? Can they get better? Can they do better? Can they be better? I'm looking at the schedule and I'm looking at everything that I just talked about. It looks like this is a this is a situation where we can do some things. Like, seriously, we can really do some things. I can't wait to see how it plays out, honestly. Um, I can be found on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Rumble as well. So um, check me out over there. All the links down in the description if you want to uh, donate and or uh, support. Um, I have to finish the episode on the Patreon. I want to apologize to the guys on the Patreon. Um, that episode is coming up. We're going to be uh, talking about Jalen Hurts. I'm uh, actually going to be talking about him on that episode. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. That should be up later on today. It was supposed to be up on the weekend, but I will have it up later on today. My apologies. Had a lot of stuff going on with my real job. I want to apologize for that. I will make it up to you guys and um, get that uh, rocking and rolling. All right, y'all. I am going to get up out of here. Thank you guys for the support, and I will see you guys on the next one. All right, y'all. Take it easy. Y'all be blessed. Peace.